Hello and welcome to another episode of the JRE Review for this week. Now, I just want to uh, give a little message to those that are new to listening to this podcast. This podcast obviously has no affiliation with the Joe Rogan experience. All I'm doing, like how the news does, the news has no affiliation to the events that happen on the news. They just talk about it. It's like talking about things that happen in the world. I just happen to exclusively talk about episodes of Joe Rogan, and then I have guests on, and we just go over parts of it that we like, uh, or whatever. And w with the guests that come on, if they're fans of Rogan and, and really uh, into the, his message and so on, they talk about kind of why they like listening to Rogan and what they get out of it and what kind of inspiration there is and how it changes you know, in some ways, the directions of people's lives. So uh, it's just showing some respect to, to Joe. But anyway, that's what this does. All right. It's not affiliated. Today, I've got a buddy of mine, a guest and a, 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 a big fan of uh, Rogan is uh, my buddy Garrett. How you doing, Garrett? Very good. Very good. What's up, guys? Thanks for joining. And uh, today, we're talking about MMA 46, Ari Shafir. Now, I thought this was kind of funny when I saw this one because um, it's an MMA podcast and Ari is a comedian, <laughs> right? It, though he's a great podcast. He has his own uh, really funny podcast. It's very entertaining. But who knows? They're good friends. Maybe he was just like, fuck it. I want to do an MMA one. And at, at the end of the day, they do whatever the fuck they want. I mean, it's show. just like them referencing funny fucking times they had more or less for shows and whatnot, which was... It's almost more insightful and more like hands-on when you get to hear those moments, I think. Yeah, I mean, it, it certainly was a good podcast. It wasn't bad right. uh, at all. And, uh, and really funny as well. The first, of course, they got into Sober October. So, Ari, Joe, Bert Kreischer, and Tom Segura are doing their second year of Sober October. And uh, it's, it's a really good thing to do. Um, I've done moderately sober October, I'd like to say. I'm, uh, yes and no. <laughs> right. I mean, I picked my spots, but more no this month. Honestly, I, I'm just stoked to get on this side of town, to be honest. So it's like I've been fucking just pumped these, this past week. Even when I have time, even when I have time off, it's like I, like last night I bought a bot. I just bought, I feel like I'm. Reeling back when I don't buy the full pint of vodka, and I'm, like, <laughs> I'm like, "All right, you're really reeling it back." Maybe that's your sober October. Right. Right. I'm getting half a pint of. It's more like Burke Crush's <laughs> right. like well, attempt at sober October. I mean, and I didn't like. I did it two nights ago, and then I was like, "All right." And I was even we were just talking about fucking going out to eat. It's like every time you go out to eat, no matter what. I had one drink and a meal last night in North Hollywood. At like you said, a little shit box spot. It was fucking thirty bucks. It's yeah, like, you're not eating for fucking cheap. It's not. I mean? It's not cheap. I think that's one of the other like hidden um, value points of doing sober October is you save a lot of money. Like you that's just save. Ton. It should just be called saving money yes. October, <laughs> and it just you happen to be yeah. sober. Yeah. Uh, I, I think at the moment Aerie is in second place because they have the competition that they're doing as well as like. Connected to these heart monitor things. I, know, I, I don't understand it. I, I wish I knew I about it. I feel like it's probably one of those like Apple watches or fucking... Right, the Fitbit. Which to me, and, and even Joe kind of exposed, I heard him talking about it. He's like, if you just want to fucking sit on the treadmill or sit on the elliptical, watch a movie like Ari's been doing, like, 
you can rack that motherfucker up. Yeah. So it's like, not that you need. I mean, that is still. I still consider that work. Don't get me. Don't get it. Don't get me wrong. But at the same time, it's like. I think you can. I think you can learn these programs right, so that you can right. maximize points and minimize absolutely, effort. Absolutely. Because Joe was talking about running at like ninety percent. Right. But it only counts the eighty percent right. mark or whatever that so means. Once so you, you, you got to be probably, careful. But still, Joe's like working out like five hours in a day. Right. He's fifty it. years old. That's badass. That is hardcore. I like, mean, holy fuck! I, I never want. I mean, I I kind of thrive on his shit. Like I, the way he talks about it, it's like. He's like, I want to stick the knife in and churn it. It's like, I don't know why I have that mentality at the gym too, but I'm like, I'm, I want to work harder than everybody there. And it's yeah. Like, it's a good metric to go uh, by because you can, I think it's not about working that hard as much as making sure you don't work like uh, you, you do nothing. Right. You know what I mean? It's like a slippery slope. If you start half-assing things, you can quickly yeah. get to the point where you're doing nothing. Which and I think everything is mental. Like even today, you, I sat in the fucking cold bath for. I do two stents for five minutes, and that thing's like fifty-one degrees. That's pretty hardcore. <laughs> but I like the f- minute four, minute five. My teeth are just about jittering. And yeah. Like pop out. Some of that's head. breathing too. Yeah. Oh, it's all like wind, wind and a half. Yeah. Off. That's who I reference. Breathe that. through that's it. Funny you say that. That's who I reference my thought process exactly because the guy's like, "How you doing that?" Like standing next to me fucking freezing balls and I'm like it's all mental right because at the end of the day the majority even working out it's like it's like people like you got your shit together it's like no I just decided to do something that you didn't do today exactly like, yeah it's really not this fucking like mind-blowing thing it's just like whether or not you choose to do it just like fucking comedy just like fucking anything it's like what are you doing yeah what are you fucking doing for sure for sure and and something and that's always one of Joe's messages and I think with his friends, you know, why he does the Sober October is because I think he just wants them to come into his world a little bit of right, that. Right, right. You know? He's he good probably with, scares them away. He's good with the alcohol, intense. though. I don't feel like he pushes the alcohol like, I don't want to say me or you, but me and you probably. You know what I mean? Like, Yeah. He, he's not pushing the booze. Like, He's like, I have a couple drinks, smoke a joint, and I'm like, if I could just fucking chill and have yeah. more drinks. But it's like... Not that, I don't know, I don't know if I, but I don't take it to like a dark place. Like, sure. I, I feel like a lot of people like jump on board and be like, it's gotta be. But also, who knows, look, he's 50. Right. So Maybe he, he's chilled. Yeah. Like maybe when he was our age, he drank quite I'm a bit sure. more. Yeah, maybe maybe it's more of a phasing issue. I mean, he's lived out here for fucking, what, 20 years? Yeah, he's probably like, at 50, drinking <laughs> a bunch of alcohol probably sucks the next day. I mean, I don't know how much it sucks for me. I guess probably fucking 50 It can be years. bad. Yeah, oh my God. It can be God. bad, yeah. It's god awful, like, at I literally have woken up and been like, man, I cannot put a price tag on how good it feels to not be hungover. Yeah, yeah. Because when I've been drunk, I've been like, or like super hungover, it's like, I would literally pay $200 right now to not feel this feeling. Yeah, yeah. Maybe more. (laughs) Some of those hangovers are so bad. Probably more. That's probably one of the best things about the idea of a sober October. Maybe I'll do something in January. I think I'm going to choose it. That's the time to do it. There's nothing going on. That's the time I always did it in Arizona, which was even a rough one. But I would just be like, New Year's, not that it just kind of felt, because I was always fucking partying like an animal. That's it. And then New Year's hits and you rage out. And then I'm like, all right, clean it up. Take January off. Yeah. I've done that twice. Well, I mean, in so many ways, for example, the same thing with with them all working out for Sober October is like they need to build their bodies up for it because some of them, like Joe can just go in and hit it like an athlete. Sure, he's doing more than he usually does, but those guys don't do any. 
So then you go straight into it. They, yeah, they, they're just going to be smashing themselves. And they really need to, like... They were talking... Ari and Joe were talking about how they need to kind of... Uh, Ari needs to work at his own rate, you know? Like, get into that kind of... That level of of, of working out. Like, and, up to Joe's? Yeah, and stay to... I mean, he's a clown, right? He's right. a clown. He was the guy that... There's a, there's a famous video they were talking about. One time, Ari goes to the UFC... And uh, they wait till the camera's on him. Two guys are fighting, Kiss. and he kisses <laughs> that that what, T J like, Miller is the like, comedian. Tom- I thought it was funny. I mean, it's funny. Hilarious. I, I can kiss some dudes, but I don't think I can. I mean, I do it for the moment, but right. I, don't, I don't know if I can tongue in. I don't know if I can tongue. Dude, I, that's so. But you know they're comedians, so yeah. they're probably one up in each other. Right. Like whoever did the tongue was like, <laughs> "Fuck you, got man! You. Got, got you! Ooh, you like getting some tongue?" Or like going up to him and being like, "Hey, you ever been tongued by a dude?" That's true. You just like you that fucking was, that ruined. Would, that would take the one up to a new like a, yeah. new, a new level. A great story that uh, he was telling, Ari was telling about when when he was uh, used to go to the UFCs back in the day, is he used to give clues, I guess, on his social media, and he would like tape weed to like different places throughout the <laughs> MGM, and people could go find it, and that's it's like, a, funny, dude, dude, he's funny as hell. He's such a fucking. I wonder if he's actually doing person. that, or if he's got like a lead link. He's like, go do this. Yeah, I well, people used to find them. Yeah, people used to go get. That no, but weed. I'm saying, is he actually taking the time? I like the idea. I'm just curious. Oh, did he go do it? Is he personally doing it, or do you think he's like got a guy? That no, I, this was before he was famous. Oh, this is before people knew who he was. So he just found this funny. They were like the breath strip weed ones, and he just taped them <laughs> to places and seats and poles. And, I didn't even know they had that. Yeah, like, I guess wait, they do. Like seat through. Well, see, Joe. They were saying Joe used to get um, companion flights. Right, it was built into his UFC contract. So he oh, could yeah, take yeah. one person it, it, with the same standard that Joe got. So Joe flew for first class and he would take someone with him. Right. So like when they all flew to Australia, um, Joe just took Ari with him. Right. And that ticket was, uh, Dana White was like, this was like 25 grand for this fucking ticket. He's like, you half said it happy and then half said it fucking serious. Yeah, yeah. And Ari was like, shit, fly me coach and give me 10 grand. Yeah, I'll right. take it. What are the what's the feeling like when you're fucking just dusting off twenty five G's for just somebody you don't even know? That's yeah. A friend of a friend. Well, for his company, I mean, he doesn't even he didn't even have to think about it. Yeah. And uh, I don't really think he, he said what was funny is he goes that. he loved those flights because they give you first class like right. you can like it's like a he's bed like they even give you some socks and he jerked off in the socks they give you or one of the other guys did that. That's so said. hilarious. It was probably him and he's just passing yeah, it off. Absolutely. That's just so good. Um, they they get into they get into a conversation about John Jones, which oh, is right. really cool because and we were actually just talking about it uh, before this podcast. Just obviously about how good Jones is and where his career's gone and the kind of damage that he's put on people. But a really cool story was one time I guess Ari was hanging out, met up with with the John Jones at a UFC. And they both wanted to get stoned. So they call up Joe in his hotel room. Right. And they're like, Ari didn't want to bother Joe, I guess. Like, was a bit worried about it. But was like, hey, you up? Because this guy wants to come get stoned. Let's, let's get high. And he's like, right. fuck it, come up. So they end up, and this is before John Jones was really anybody. But obviously, Joe knew who he was. He comes up, and they get stoned together. And Joe is talking about how... John should join a real fight camp because I guess during his first fights in the UFC, um, and I and I'd always heard when he started he it would 
it's only like six months. He'd only been training six months. And he was like training from YouTube videos and, you know, in his backyard and just punching a bag. So how do you go about that? Do you have to get people to sponsor you? You pay them to fucking... Well, I think what happens is they saw how good he was and what his potential was. And then people start referring him and he goes down there. And and no, they would probably take a percentage of his fight wins to pay for the camp. Right? I think that's how it works. You can't just be a schmo off the street and be like, yo, I want to be an MMA fighter. You can. You can go. You could go into Greg Jackson's in Albuquerque and just pay 150 a month to spa, you know? And hope you get good. Yeah, I mean, that's the idea. You train with good people and you get better, you know? You're going to get there eventually, but yeah, it's... You're rocked. Yeah, it's one of those... <laughs> yeah, you're going to get You're gonna get fucked up for a while. You're going <laughs> to get fucked up. That's just like... Fuck, I mean, and think about... How, I mean, think about how many dudes are doing that. I'm gonna be a UFC fighter. Well, but it's like it's like anything that's hard. How many guys wanted to be football players? I mean, How many I, guys? You know, it's like yeah. everyone at some point gave it a shot. Right. And the nature of the beast, we're really good at weeding people out of I shit. Mean, I was fucking four eleven till my senior year of high school, so it was like I was always on the outside. Not that that's a people have overcome. People have overcome everything, right? Like, yeah. Not that that. But you, still, you'll. Unless it's a weight class related event, right. you're gonna be fucked up against guys that are like right. six foot one, just two ten in nature, high school. Yeah, nature, you're just right. like, what the fuck am I gonna do right. with this guy? Right. You know, be a jockey. Yeah. Oh, that's like right. What do you do? Of course. Like, yeah. I remember I was so upset after not making the basketball team freshman year, and I was like, my life's fucking over. <laughs> like everything's like, hard like that. I'm not going school. to the NBA. Yeah. Life is over. And then fucking, I read some article. Jordan didn't make it freshman year, and I was like, all right, I still get. That's some inspiring <laughs> shit. But the, you know what? Those are the messages that are important. Just like Joe Rogan's podcast. We don't always want to hear that people just crushed it. We want right. to hear that they work fucking hard and often they failed. Yeah, they fall I, down and they're like, you know what? And oh, yeah, some of them are lucky. Some of them are gifted. Right? Joe is obviously very, lucky. Very but he's also, he's, grinding. he's also said, yeah, I am lucky. And maybe a lot of this good fortune is the energy that he needs to pick himself back up. But also just the act of doing it, right. and the more, more shitty you feel when you pick yourself up, the the stronger you're gonna be. Hundred percent. Because that's what's hard. If it's easy to pick yourself back up, you're not getting tested. No. It's supposed to suck sometimes. It's supposed to suck a lot of the time. And it's all right. That's the thing. Yeah. It's like if you accept the sucking, the fucking end game is so much nicer. Like it's just so much more rewarding. That's yeah. The, that's the name of the game. A hundred percent. I mean, in, look, you put in 2%, you get 2% reward back. You put a fucking hundred percent in, ideally you're getting a hundred percent reward. Yeah. Right? And it's the things that you do, right? So like, look at Ari and Joe. They're both stand-up comedians. <clears throat> How many times do you think they've had to go on stage and completely suck, completely bomb, right. feel terrible, go home almost in tears? They have probably done that 10 to 1. Hundred percent. You know, obviously now they're very famous yeah. and and they don't deal with crushing it. Yeah. yeah, but they still get nights they bomb. Yeah, it still is going to happen. Do they? Probably not as brutally. I guess. Yeah, if they're working on new material or they're just not in the mood. Right. You know, their energy's kind of low. They just at the comedy store. I mean, it, right. you know, I I mean maybe bombing if they, if is, tra- is harsh. If, if they're traveling. I don't think that they're bombing. No, if they're 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 just going all, just as all the stand up comedians I've seen in Arizona have always been. <clears throat> I don't want to say spot on, but. I, mean, I know what you mean. And well, that's the thing. When they're on tour, everyone that comes to see them is coming to see them. Right. Right? But when they're at the comedy store, you could have a lineup of 10, 15 people. Obviously, most people know Ari and Joe, so they give them some benefit of the doubt. But there are some awkward moments. I've seen Joe working on newer material, and 
when it's brand new, right after a special, it's it's still very good because he's so talented and he's done it so long. But there's a difference between material that he's worked on for a year and something brand new. And he also, you can see how he tries different angles and some of it doesn't land and he's like, all right, that's how you find out. But you know, he he moves on and he's a fucking pro. That's so critical to life in general. Yeah. It's like, I heard him say something to like certain questions people ask them like, what job should I be doing? <laughs> right. And it's like, but I think of that, like, you think about other fucking people, and it's like, well, they figured it out, so, like, you, maybe you, they know. You, I mean, and that's just fucking, like, But I think the point that they were making nature. with that is is just that you have to choose your 100%, direction. without it, a doubt. Choose you, something. Yeah. It's like I, we can sit here and say we want to be stand-up comedians. If we're not coming home every single day training, writing doing this shit you don't really well, want someone it. else and is that's how, and somebody else is fucking that's how yep. i feel it's like i can't keep i can't say i want to do shit if i'm not really doing shit you yeah know what I mean? there's certain expectations that i hold myself to physically it's like i just need to get that energy pointing towards another direction and not separate just fucking integrate exactly you know yeah I mean? like, make the time for it right. and make, make sure you're time. doing it and how it's you know be, not be afraid to say okay look you know, when good fortune happens in your life, what what are you going to choose to do? Are you going to choose to just make your life more relaxed? Like, okay, you win the lottery, right? The lottery was what, one billion or whatever recently? So you win that. Well, then what? Now what? You just sit on a beach every day drinking margaritas? Right. Four days of that and you're an alcoholic. Right. Right? You just drink it all day. Like, it's like, why not choose to then make yourself incredible at something? Right. Because you have the money and why the resources not? and the training, you know, you can right. pay for it. But the point of it is, it's never easy. You could never, you couldn't just buy your way into a black belt in jiu-jitsu. Right. It's gonna hurt. Right. It's gonna be hard. It's just being in You're shape. gonna want to quit. In shape too, you know it's, what I mean? like it's, it's all it's, built in. It's not e- anything that's easy is not worth having. I mean, it is. No. You, I mean, if I got a free fucking thousand dollar pair of jeans, I'm not gonna fucking treat them as well as if I bought them. Yep. Just psychologically. Well, this is mean? why also they start talking about comedians that were once big but now not like Mencia and Dane Cook and the the thing about them is that they took jokes so that's they stole them they oh, stole Dane, jokes Dane was taking them too Dane did a couple took one of Louis Louis confronted about him even on Louis show so they talked about it and it was like a naming naming babies a bit but it was it's very similar like it's so clear that it happened and what happens if he just owns that does that save his career? He's like, Dane, no, Dane did. Dane came on the show and said straight up, "Yeah, I can see what you mean, but it wasn't intentional." And, but here's the problem: when it's once it's happened, it's happened. Like it's it's so. But even Joe talks about forgiveness. Yeah, it, I mean, tr- I see, trust I me, they I don't ostracize that, it. I was gonna say I can see if that happened once. Like the way I understand with Mencia, he was just fucking robbing. Yeah, Dane wasn't bad. I mean, Mencia was bit, horrendous. Right, Mencia was horrendous, and like, and he's gone, and it right. just speaks to it it's like you're taking the easy road Without you're taking a, a road so easy that it hurts someone else yeah like, like it's better to just not have a good joke literally tough. like you're literally hurting someone else. yeah it's, it's like, really it, it's a really fucked up thing and that's why they jump on it and like obviously it's good, it's good the accountability though it's good that yeah. that shit doesn't yeah, get but, rushed under but you know but, they need martyrs because nobody would say anything nobody right. could and joe called him out and joe got banned from the comedy store for like five years he had to be. He had to be 
like That's grave bullshit. as hell. It was so fucked, man. But now look, yeah, they have a banner on the side of the comedy store right now for his new Netflix special. I don't think they've ever done that for anyone ever. Right. Well, it's I mean, like finally, you know, he stuck to his morals. He didn't get angry. Right. He didn't get shitty. He just He's said, "Okay, fine." The shit and that left. He talks about doing, which is, I think that he, that's what makes it the easiest way to fucking support and. I don't know. Just he, he he looks at everything from such a fucking conscious, literal spot. There's no like I have an angle before I hear an issue. And yeah, I mean, that doesn't sound like a lot of indecision with Joe right. ever. Like yeah. his his core values really set his decisions, yeah. and he sticks to them. And this is what come. This brings up the next big thing that they spoke about, and and how we're going to finish out this podcast. But the whole Alec Jones issue. Fuck. The guy's a lunatic, right? No <laughs> doubt. But he is a pretty funny guy. Oh, this in is the, the this, sense this, of just this, like this, how much of a lunatic this he is. The, guy's the propaganda. Yeah, the Infowars conspiracy theory dude about the Sand- Sandy Hook stuff. So basically, now Twitter, YouTube, a lot of the big social media platforms, information platforms have banned have like banned him. They've right. deplatformed him. They've taken him off. And that and Joe and Ari were talking, and they were saying, "So what? What is this?" You know, should these things get to decide if we shut someone up, right? right? And what what are they? Because it, because how thing. long will it be before someone says we don't like what Joe's saying, right. and they take his podcast off? You know, obviously well, something is popular. UFC. He's like, there's no way I would be doing what I do for the UFC if I had this podcast. Whatever you said, that. right? It's like so true. It's like such a weird fucking twilight zone. Yeah, he's <laughs> he's just geniused himself into right. this like trifecta of important things he gets to be that's what he's always said that's how i relate to but everybody. people could stifle him if they don't get a hold of what is allowed and what is banned and it's an interesting right. bit of conversation because you know i mean i'm doing this podcast now what should i be allowed to say or not the point of me doing it is to say whatever i want right. that is interesting totally. that i like and hopefully other people do too so Absolutely. Hopefully you guys do. Thank you for listening. Yeah. But you know that's that's it. When when do we ban people? When do we not? And um and Eric brought up a great point, and he's saying if they if nobody's getting hurt, then right we shouldn't be banning anyone, right? I mean the Louis, it's all perception. We've always talked about that. It's like what just different people hold different things. But whenever it comes to comedians and people that are on a platform. You have this idea that they have something figured out, and it's like, oh no, they're fucking humans too. Yeah, <laughs> like they're they have, doing their best. And it's like, not, and I like the way he like allocated what Roseanne said because fucking she's not anyway. Yeah, but at that time, it's like, dude, she was fucking two a.m. on Ambien. Yeah, like, get out of town. And she was you know a not said? anyone. You know what I've said on a Friday fucking night after a <laughs> bottle of Tito's? Like, get out of my face, like. Yeah. Like, it's just because you're on a platform. And I get it. It's like... You, yeah, you, you've got to be a little careful. Right. But also, like, like you were saying earlier, where where do we forgive? How right. do we? There's Absolutely. always um, a thing for that. And, and, and after that, just to finish on a high point, and I know Gareth's going to appreciate this, they talked about Canada legalizing weed. <laughs> How fucking awesome is right. that? And I think that it was within like... Half an hour of that happening, that somebody was arrested in their car for being too high, obviously. No, well, there's always the dumbass, right? My boy but, just texted me. He's like, buy these stocks today. Yeah, weed stocks? Yeah. They exist? Oh, my God. I'm getting involved. I just bought TD Ameritrade. Fucking, he's like, your money. He's like, he literally just sent me it. I have it. That's a real thing? All right, yeah. people. Buy weed stocks. <laughs> Think about it. Thanks for listening today. Thank and you. we'll be back for more. And uh, cheers, Garrett. I cheers. appreciate it, brother. Peace and love.